You're listening to the Vanu Podcast, the podcast making you invulnerable to the coercion of the state and the servile society. Visit our website for free resources to aid you in your pursuit of self-liberation. Old Vanu publications, podcasts, guest articles, and much more. Go to vanupodcast.com. And now, your hosts, Shane and Jason. So, guys, welcome to a very special episode of the Vanu Podcast, uh, the podcast making you invulnerable to coercion. Uh, I am your host, uh, Shane. So, yeah, it's been a, a journey getting here to this uh, to this live stream. Everything everything went well, uh, but I will mention that uh, I had I had the stream set up, everything ready to go, and uh, then YouTube made me uh, you know reset up the stream with a new link and everything uh, in their new creator studio because I had to verify that this video wasn't for children. I was legally required. They wouldn't let me do anything. So sorry for the delay guys. Um, certainly do apologize for that. Uh, but we've got uh, a very, very uh, good episode for you, uh, today. And, uh, if someone could, uh, we've got a few people here. Um, it looks like, uh, if someone could drop in chat and let us know that, uh, the audio is coming through fine. Um, it should be I'm not really worried about it, but, uh, yeah, just drop a message there in chat and I certainly do appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, it's been at least a couple of months, uh, since I've released an episode. Uh, and yeah, my apologies guys. I, I had to, uh, take a step back and, uh, focus on my health. Um, what I'll say for now is, uh, that just in just a few months, uh, things have drastically improved. So I'll talk about that in an episode at some point as I do think it's important, uh, and relevant when it comes to Vani, because if you don't have your health, uh, then, uh, you know, invulnerability to coercion, uh, seems kind of secondary, right? Um, if you're, if you feel like, shit all the time then uh then freedom um you know you're, you're kind of enslaved to your health so uh your lack of health so uh, i'll t- we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at some point uh, in the near future so um i've still been busy with uh, liberty type publications uh we, we uh, released ben stone's newest book anarchist abolitionist bad quaker's journey uh we released matthew wateki's brush fire a libertarian themed thriller um which we uh, did a book release uh, live stream uh, here on this channel uh, and I've added a few new bundles uh, that you can find at uh, libertyunderattack.com. Uh, and please do consider making a purchase. I uh, uh, certainly do appreciate that. Uh, I also released a couple chapters of my uh, currently untitled piece of anarchist fiction, of course, inspired by hashtag Agora. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. Uh, if you want to check that out, just visit bonniepodcast.com. Uh, so uh, yeah, I've got a few episodes I need to put out. Uh, one with Demelza Hayes. Uh, so she's been, uh, actually, I don't think she's been on the Vonnie podcast. She was on Liberty Attack Radio. Um, so yeah, Demelza Hayes will be on. Uh, I've got one with Smuggler that I, work- that I recorded a couple months ago that uh, is still super, super relevant. It keeps, it keeps, keeps getting more relevant, uh, it seems. So um, that one will come out, and then a couple guest appearances as well. Um, that's uh, again. Hopefully, I'll get back to it. The podcast is not dead, guys. It's just on uh, on hiatus. So um, today, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get on with it here. So today, I'm uh, pleased to welcome back Max Hillebrand. Uh, Max is an open source entrepreneur, a Bitcoin enthusiast, a Rothbardian anarchist, and a sound money agorist. He was on episode number 59 of this podcast when we talked about the proliferation of privacy and security tools in Bitcoin. Uh, and today we'll talk about his journey to becoming unbanked, living on Bitcoin. Uh, we'll take your live questions and uh, whatever else we get to. Uh, so, uh, Max, without further ado, uh, welcome back to the Vani podcast. Uh, how are things going, sir? Well, thank you very much for the invite back here on the show. Really one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, because, uh, as I said on last, uh, last time I was on here, uh, I've, you know, discovered after listening to show, to your show that I've been a vulnerist for a long, long time now. Uh, and, you know, just getting more theoretical input on what I've practically applied is fantastic. And it definitely helped me to further advance my whole journey on to becoming invulnerable to coercion. Uh, so th- again, thanks for uh, inviting me back. And I'm really looking forward to this interview. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, I, I certainly do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, if uh, any of the listeners uh, here at haven't uh, listened to that uh, that first episode, it's not going to be you know necessary uh, you know listening material for this for this episode, perhaps. But um, I would certainly uh, recommend it. I learned a lot. I had to listen to it a couple few times. Uh, Max is very very knowledgeable on Bitcoin. Um, doing a, a lot of uh, valuable work, which uh, we'll certainly uh, talk about uh, here in this uh, in this discussion. So, I guess I'll I'll, I'll begin with uh, with this, Max. Uh, is there anything you'd like, anything else you'd like to add to uh, the introduction that I uh, that I gave you here uh, for those who may not have caught our uh, first discussion? Anything else on uh, who you are and uh, what you do? Well, you know, my background was in Austrian economics. Uh, that is something that I've studied for for a long, long time, and ultimately discovering Bitcoin as uh, you know applied. Uh, Austrian economics in the real world actually proving uh, that this entire theorem works and it works very, very well. Uh, and then falling down the cypherpunk rabbit hole and uh, learning how to become more invulnerable to coercion by applying cryptographic tools in order to defend both, of course, your communication, uh, which is vitally important, right? Freedom of speech uh, is necessary for any free society. Uh, but then, of course, also apply to defending your property rights specifically, but not limited to with Bitcoin. Uh, and uh, here in, in this sense, of course, owning your private key, running your full node, this is very important. Uh, but then privacy, right, to remove the attribution of your action from economic trade uh, is essential. Uh, and that is something that I've been focusing on recently. Uh, you know, just getting more uh, into the nitty gritty of uh, Wasabi Wallet and uh, trying to improve uh, this powerful weapon of self-defense uh, to a greatest extent as possible. Uh, and of course, it is free and open source software. So if any of your peers would like to contribute uh, to making Bitcoin as fungible as possible, uh, then, well, reach out. The GitHub is open. Awesome. Yeah, very good, very good. So um, I, I guess... Um yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I guess we'll we'll begin uh, before we get into the the main part of this episode. Um, I suppose, uh, yeah, I'd like to get caught up on uh, on, on on what you've been doing. Uh, obviously, I follow you follow you on Twitter, um, and uh, yeah, you're you're always uh, always busy with Wasabi. Uh, you know, uh, um, make it uh, you know putting forth updates. You know, working on documentation. Uh, you're always working on something. So um, I guess uh, yeah, let's start with an update on uh, on your work uh, in Bitcoin and uh, I guess open source more generally. Uh, what's what's new with Wasabi? What have what have you been working on? Well, uh, one really, really awesome thing is, so, uh, well, maybe as a background, right now I'm in Taiwan uh, with some of the Wasabi contributors uh, for a month-long hackathon uh, to get a lot of shit done because we have a to-do list that goes to the, mo- to the moon and beyond. <laughs> uh, and, you know, in this time, we've, we've merged a bunch of awesome stuff uh, to Wasabi. And one thing that I'm very excited about is a plug-and-play Bitcoin full node integration. Uh, so now the Bitcoin core binaries of the Bitcoin daemon are installed in Wasabi by default. So every Wasabi user now with the, uh, if he compiles master or the next release coming up, uh, will be, uh, will have the opportunity to fully verifying the entire time chain, uh, from the Genesis block to the most recent one, uh, by simply one click in the GUI. It's, it's a very, very easy install. Um, and this is something that is vitally important, uh, and will further be improved with, with future contributions to the Bitcoin core integration. Uh, that is phenomenal. Um, and yeah, the documentation has been growing insane in just four months. Uh, we now have over 20 contributors, over a thousand con- uh, commits on GitHub, uh, like hundreds of pull requests and, and issues open. Um, it, I, I'm the maintainer of this thing and I, I used, it used to be just me writing the documentation, but by now I barely have time writing new stuff <laughs> because I'm just occupied with, with merging the contributions of others. Uh, so that is phenomenal. That's just, uh, just a sign of how free and open source software, uh, not, not just limited to source code, but also to the documentation for teaching peers how to use these weapons, uh, is, is just phenomenal to, to see all the contributions coming in. 
Yes, yes, uh, I'm right there with you, and I'll, I'll mention. I mean, this has been like a four month journey, and for, yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's it's taken some time. But uh, um, had to get a second Nautilus ship. The first one had a problem with the with the hardware, um, but uh, I, I do have the the Bitcoin full node synced, and um, uh, still not 100 percent there yet. Um, but I got Ride the Lightning installed. I want to get LND installed, and uh, I guess uh, yeah, BTC Pay server um, isn't uh, isn't installing. Um, I guess they had an issue the past uh, uh, past uh, 24 48 hours or something along those lines. I think the GitHub repository got deleted by accident. Um, I'm not yet. Yeah, I think that's been resolved as, as of now. But um, but anyway, yeah. So I I'm 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 getting I'm getting closer to uh, to, to to doing all this stuff myself. Uh, but but what I will say is um, I, I've been uh, you know watching some some uh, some debates and uh, I guess I'm not gonna you know give promotion or anything. Not that people aren't familiar with with these things. Um, but I, I don't know what one thing I really like about uh, really like about Bitcoin is that. Um, and, and maybe that maybe this is by design. Maybe it wasn't. I mean, that's that's kind of uh, you know certainly up to up to debate between. Uh, it's it's certainly been up to debate for the past uh, you know uh, seven or eight years. But I really love the fact that um, I can run a I can run a full node, right? I can I can feasibly run a full node without having to uh, you know buy a new terabyte hard drive every couple months. Um, I can uh, I, you know I I can set up a Lightning Network node and uh, uh, you know do off chain transactions. I can do all of these things. I can verify. Uh, I can verify the, uh, you know, how many Bitcoins there are, uh, you know, right now. I can verify, you know, how many there are going to be in a week from now. Um, I, I can, uh, you know, I can verify all of these things myself. Um, so I, I think that's just, uh, that, that's really incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, there, there's, <laughs> as far as I know, there's not really much else. Uh, there's, there's certainly nothing else like it. You know, that is the pure anarchy in money, right? You make your own rules, you verify your own rules, and you enforce them if someone else tramples on your rules, and then you kick them out of your own network. Uh, that is what Bitcoin is all about. I mean, yes, running a light client right on your phone is, is, is nice and convenient, but ultimately, if you want to be a first-class Bitcoin citizen, if you truly want to defend yourself against any types of attacks, including inflationary attacks, which for a monetary economy is like the most crucial of attacks, then you should definitely run your full node. And it's it's just lovely that we see not just the Noddle, but there are many plug-and-play boxes, many uh, other wallets now start supporting Bitcoin Core in their backend. Uh, it's, it's just phenomenal to see that the usability of Bitcoin uh, increases further and further uh, until hopefully everyone will have a full node running at their home. Right. Yes. One click full Bitcoin nodes. Um, you know, it's uh, it, 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 it reminds me of uh, there was uh, um, it's uh, an article on the Interplex uh, Interplex website. Uh, and it's basically like uh, like our, our task right now. Um, is basically to build build tools for opting out. It's like uh, we want like a, you know a twenty nine ninety nine you know a month you know twenty nine ninety nine a month you know opt out package. Like make this shit really easy for people to do. Um, where it's where it's not about um, it's not about difficulty. It's just about um, you know once they see the advantages of uh, you know as everything we've been talking about uh, the advantages of Bitcoin over uh, fiat money. Um, then I mean. Um, yeah, people will will voluntarily choose. Um, they'll they'll see the advantages and, and, and they'll do so. Um, so I think yeah, any any increases in, in usability and user friendliness, uh, one click Bitcoin nodes. I love it. Uh, you know, basically this the stuff just being so easy that that I can do it. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's that's certainly good. Exactly right. It it, it decreases the cost of defense, uh, and that, and that is vitally important, right? Because that means that more people can defend themselves. Uh, and and ultimately, this this means that there are less or that there's less of an attack surface for anyone, right? And uh, also, in that sense, uh, the crowd increases, right? The the Bitcoin user base increases, which means your anonymity set increases as well, 
right? Uh, mm-hmm. So you're no longer the odd one out using Bitcoin, but everyone is using Bitcoin and using Bitcoin in a censorship-resistant way. Uh, and so the uh, the usability in the sense that more people are able to use this technology is vitally important, not just for these peers getting their defense up, but also for you getting your privacy up. Right, so you're definitely incentivized in order to uh, we'll make sure that uh, more and more people are running full notes. Right. Yes, and, and I'll I'll remind uh, you know folks who who may not have uh, listened to our first episode. Um, to basic, and this is yeah something that, that I learned from you was uh, um, basically two things you can do to greatly increase your Bitcoin privacy: run your own full note, uh, run your own full note, and don't reuse addresses. Um, so um, yeah, I'll mention that. Uh, uh, I'll mention that here. Um, so yeah. I, uh, so I, Ab- I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's not all you've been doing. I, I've seen you. Uh, I mean, it's on Twitter. I don't know much about it, honestly. I haven't uh, haven't had a chance to catch up. But uh, um, what's uh, what's Taproot? This I told you. It didn't end the stream on. Uh, so this might actually YouTube's new thing might actually be because you start the stream and then it previews it and then you hit live stream on YouTube. So it might not close out that video. It might just you know go to a black screen for a few seconds instead of redoing it, the whole thing. So okay, I think we're back. Uh, all right. <laughs> Good God! Um, sorry, guys. OBS crashed. We'll get back into it. <laughs> Max, you'll have to restart your answer. What is uh, what is Taproot? <laughs> Taproot is both a, a scalability, a privacy, and a usability improvement to the Bitcoin base layer protocol, and it allows for just so unbelievably amounts of benefits. Uh, and uh, the beautiful thing of Taproot, amongst many of these other things, is that it, that it is a consensus compatible soft fork upgrade. So we're not breaking any rules, but we're expanding within the given rule set. Uh, so no consensus is broken. We're still using Bitcoin as is. We are just, you know, getting more usability out of it. Um, and one of the, or, or the, the baseline argument for this is we put less data on the time chain. So we leak less data, uh, sensitive data, uh, to other third-party verifiers uh, and, of course, also uh, spies who want to attack us. Uh, and this is done with basically implementing the Schnorr signature scheme, uh, which is the original uh, signature implementation from back in 1990-something by a professor uh, called uh, something Dr. Schnorr. Uh, he was kind of an asshole because he believed that he owned a math formula, and so he put out a government patent and used government coercion to stop anyone from using math uh, asshole. <laughs> and that stopped Satoshi using uh, Schnorr because there, although by the time Bitcoin was created, the Schnorr patent was expired, so he could no longer use the government force uh, to coerce. Uh, but there was just nobody using it because they were coerced for such a long time. Uh, and by now, we have done a lot more research. We've done many more improvements. There are security proofs, much more beautiful than for ECD's A, the current signature scheme. Uh, and basically, because it is such a, a relatively simple math formula um, that is linear, we can do a lot of awesome stuff, uh, like public key aggregation, key tweaks, uh, taproot, uh, you know, hiding scripts, uh, using scriptless scripts and all other types of magic so that we can use Bitcoin um, in a way that nobody can attribute what exact uh, script we use within the Bitcoin protocol. So basically, uh, this allows us to do advanced magic uh, without anyone knowing that we are using this advanced magic. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So, so Taproot is uh, involved with Schnorr. I remember us. Uh, we we talked about that in, in in our first discussion. So, more privacy improvements, um, uh, which which is which is a good thing. Um, and I guess what what other uh, um, you know f- uh, I guess f- functionality um, you know will what what will it uh, I guess uh, and you've already talked I guess you've already talked about it a little bit. But from an end user perspective, who doesn't uh, uh, from an end user perspective, what 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 more could I do with Bitcoin? 
So, for example, one of the core things here is uh, public key aggregation, uh, which is a, a way to have shared ownership of a Bitcoin UTXO um, amongst, let's say, uh, five different peers. Right. And these five peers have five individual private keys and they have five individual public keys. And what they can do non-interactively without any rounds of communication is aggregate these five individual public keys to generate one aggregated public key. And this aggregated public key kind of uh, commits to all of these five individual public keys. And this one aggregated public key is put onto the time chain to lock up the Bitcoin, right? the UTXO. And then if these five peers want to spend this Bitcoin again, uh, they produce with their five individual private keys in a three-step uh, communication round, one aggregated signature. Uh, so that this one aggregated signature is only valid and only valid if all of these five peers have signed the same message. Uh, and then we have one aggregated public key and one aggregated signature that is gossiped to the entire Bitcoin uh, network of full nodes. Um, and thus it is indistinguishable from using a single signature. So all of a sudden, it is no longer clear that this one Bitcoin was actually controlled by five separate individual peers uh, and it just looks like a regular single public key and single signature. So th that is in line with the entire Taproot concept of hiding information uh, within the uh, public key so that, again, nobody really knows what's going on. I see. So ob obfuscation then. Um, very good. Okay. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's a huge improvement. But that, yeah, there's there's nothing going on in Bitcoin, is there? There's nothing at all. No, no, no innovation. Uh, move along. Uh, buy your shit coins. Uh, nothing happening here. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, uh, um, so, uh, so we've mentioned, we talked about Wasabi. We talked about Taproot. Um, is there, uh, I guess, any other, uh, any, any uh, other advances coming in, in Bitcoin or anything? That you, uh, anything else you've been working on that uh, that you'd like to mention before we get into, uh, I guess, the the main uh, portion of our discussion today? Well, um, maybe to to come back a bit to Taproot. Mm -hmm. uh, one awesome thing that we can also do uh, is we can uh, use scriptless scripts. Uh, and that basically means we have the functionality of Bitcoin script without actually using that table. And here we have a secret, the hash pre-image. We commit to the secret by hashing the pre-image. And then we have the commitment to the secret, which is just a hash. Uh, then we do something with this commitment. For example, an on-chain transaction saying that only if this secret is revealed, uh, then the coin can be spent. So we do something with the commitment, then we reveal the secret at a later point of stage, and something else happens. Um, and with scriptless script, we can have the same functionality, but by not using um, hash pre-images and hashes, but by using public keys and signatures. So we have a secret, which is called the adapter. Then we tweak a regular public key with this adapter, so that what comes out is a tweaked public key, which looks to an outside observer indistinguishable from a regular untweaked public key. Mm -hmm. So we have committed to a secret and we can do something with this commitment. And at a later point of time, we can reveal the secret, but we do so with a signature uh, by signing the message with the tweaked private key. So adding the same secret to the private key and signing a message with it. So that the, re the revelation of the secret is not the hash pre-image, but a regular looking signature, again, indistinguishable to any outside observer. So this means we can use, for example, atomic swaps so that Alice has a coin and Bob has a coin. Uh, Alice puts her coin into the input of the first transaction, but she gets the output of the second transaction. And Bob has the input of the second transaction, but he gets the output 
of the first transaction. So Alice and Bob are swapping coins, and we can already do this again with hash time lock contract. But the problem here is that we reveal that the smart contract is happening by revealing this data of the hash and pre-image on the time chain. With scriptless scripts, we can have the same functionality, but completely private in the sense that nobody knows that Alice and Bob are partaking in this economic trade of swapping the coins. And so we break this assumption that in Bitcoin, quote unquote, the inputs pay the outputs. Uh, and this means we can swap our coins to completely different transactions in the time chain without anyone knowing that it's happening. And this means we completely obliterate the transaction um, history on the blockchain itself without taking away any of the verification features of Bitcoin. It's a, tr it's a tremendous privacy improvement. Oh, wow. So, so you're saying like uh, a transaction today could be like the coins could be swapped from a transaction a year ago. Is that, is that kind of what you're getting at here? Precisely, exactly. Um, I had a talk at the Hackers Congress at Parlana Police in, in, in Prague. Um, and there, uh, the title of the talk was Time Traveling the Time Chain with script to script atomic swaps. Uh, so that is exactly it. Um, Alice has a coin in transaction one, but she gets the coin of transaction two. And Bob has the coin of transaction two, but gets the, the coin in transaction one back. Uh, so we are literally time traveling here uh, by changing the property rights of our Bitcoin. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's incredible. Um, that's incredible. I mean, I, I knew from from our last discussion, you know, like the privacy tools would just keep coming and, and these these improvements. But uh, um, <clears throat> you know, Schnorr, I guess back uh, back when we had our our first discussion, I guess it would have been a few months ago at least, maybe maybe more than that, maybe more like five or six. But uh, I think at that point, um, I, I don't really know if any any I guess quote unquote work had been done um, on on Taproot or uh, Schnorr. Um, but it, it seems like uh, I, I guess what's what's a, a, I guess a, a time frame. Uh, uh, and obviously, that's a hard question, but I, I'm, I'm sure some listeners might be curious. Uh, you know, when, when could we actually see these? Uh, you know, these uh, um, these implemented. So Taproot was introduced on the Bitcoin Dev mailing list by Gregory Maxwell, OG Bitcoin contributor and cypherpunk, uh, back in uh, February 2016. Uh, so it's actually a rather novel concept. Uh, and by now, we have three different BIPs to define this entire protocol: uh, BIP Schnorr, which defines the signature algorithm. A BIP Taproot, which defines the Taproot construction uh, of hiding scripts uh, within the public key. Uh, and then we have Tab Script, a BIP Tab Script, which defines opcodes specifically used for Schnorr signatures. And all these three BIPs are currently in heavy peer review. Uh, actually, there is uh, something organized by Anthony Towns uh, called the, the Taproot Review Club, which has been going on for the month of November already. Uh, and I think over 160 peers have joined this review club uh, to try to break Taproot and to see uh, where it is broken, how we can fix it, how we can make it better and more stable. Um, and I myself am uh, partaking in this review club. And I think by now we have uh, just in like two weeks of uh, literally uh, of uh, this review club, we have four merges to the BIP uh, repository um, to specifically improve Taproot. Uh, and uh, it, it's just phenomenal to see how a whole bunch of individuals see this power of the technology, uh, try to understand it uh, and try to fix it. Um, and, you know, the beautiful thing is that, that well, I myself, I'm a rather, I'm, I'm a noob. I cannot code. Uh, I'm like, it's it, all of this is much over my head. But but even I have a pull request down to the Bitcoin Core repository that was merged with BibTaproot, just fixing a minor error, but that was actually quite uh, like substantial in the concept. So, you know, anyone, really anyone can contribute to this awesome project. 
uh, and to see how we can make it better. Uh, so, so don't try away if you cannot code or, or if this might seem too advanced. Uh, get educated, learn, uh, and uh, you know, be more knowledgeable and, and try to improve the tools that ultimately you yourself are going to use. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I went ahead and dropped uh, in chat, uh, found an article uh, on Bitcoin, uh, uh, Bitcoin magazine, uh, Taproot, Taproot is coming, uh, what it is and how it will benefit Bitcoin. Looks like a pretty, uh, pretty extensive article um, for uh, any listeners that may want to, uh, to learn more. Um, and I'm sure, uh, uh, and also, I, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I did watch your, your talk at, uh, at Hackers Congress. Very good. And I'll, uh, I'll put a link. Uh, uh, once we get done here, I'll put a link to that uh, in, in the show notes uh, for the, uh, for the archived YouTube version and uh, eventually for the uh, podcast version uh, as well. Um, so yeah, that, that all, uh, that, that all sounds great. And I, I do remember reading about this. Um, yeah, this has been around a while. I think, I think I read about this a couple of years ago, um, when I had even less of an idea of what was going on in the space. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, 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 read this or I'll, I'll, I'll read it or I'll read up on it and, and, and get caught up. But, uh, um, anything, anything yeah, else for, on, on for sure that, Yes, so the article on the Bitcoin Magazine is written by Aaron van Weerdum, who is one of the most prolific writers in the space. So I can very much recommend you that. Uh, and again, Bitcoin Optech um, is a great group of, of peers getting together to teach uh, how to use scalability and privacy technology in Bitcoin. Uh, so BitcoinOps.org, they have a weekly newsletter, which is just a, a wealth of knowledge written by David Harding and others. Uh, and they also have organized a, a Taproot workshop, uh, which is... Uh, like a f 20 videos or so with very exhaustive documentation, really step-by-step step, uh, from the elliptic curve cryptography all the way to Schnorr signatures, to the taproot constructions, to tweaks, uh, you know, to, scr uh, to script constructions, to spending rules, and all the crazy complex things uh, are, are in this one workshop. So I can very much recommend you. Uh, this, is a, this is a great resource of knowledge uh, to try to get educated. Great, great. Um, good to hear. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, perfect. Perfect. Sorry. I thought, uh, thought OBS was going to crash again, but no, we're good. God, that would be unfortunate. Um, so, um, anyway, <laughs> the beauty, the beauty of free software. Oh yeah. It, it, it's, it's work. Not, it works 99% of the time. You can't, can't be perfect. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, and anything else on uh, taproot or uh, what, what you've uh, been working on uh, since, since we last chatted? Uh, well, well, I think we've covered Taproot, uh, you know, for an introduction quite well. Um, but, but you know, uh, one one other thing is is just further improvements uh, to the entire infrastructure. Um, I mean, we're we're about to have here uh, Bitcoin Core uh, released in the next version. Uh, that brings a bunch of new uh, awesome uh, fixes to it, especially to the privacy side. You know, some metric level privacy and all this. Uh, so it's it's relentless uh, trying to keep up with all the improvements of the space. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, good luck, uh, you all in the rabbit hole. It for sure is a crazy ride. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I'm, I'm focusing, uh, more, I'm focusing more, I guess, uh, right now on, uh, on, on the noddle, getting that, uh, that, that up and going. Um, can't, uh, can't explain all these things very well, very well to, to, to my, to my listeners yet, which is why I've, which is why I have, uh, you on and Richard Myers and, uh, and other folks that, that can. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, I, I still, as, as I recommended, uh, you know, a few months ago, um, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, the noddle, the noddles out there and there's actually gonna be a noddle too. There's, uh, you know, obviously, um, other hardware, 
Um, and then, uh, you know, you, you can always, uh, you know, get a Raspberry Pi and put a Bitcoin full note on that and, and just do it yourself. Um, so, I mean, I, I certainly do recommend getting involved. Even, um, you know, we've talked about the privacy benefits. We've talked about, um, you know, just kind of the, the sovereignty over your money, uh, you know, being your own bank. Um, but uh, also, uh, you know, just in the realm of, uh, of, of, of self-directed education, um, I think, because uh, Bitcoin, uh, um, I believe Bitcoin is going to be a very huge part uh, of the future uh, future throughout the entire world. So, um, for for the, uh, getting getting your feet uh, you know getting your feet wet in it now, um, I, I think uh, yeah very fun and, and, and valuable as well. You you'd be participating and contributing uh, contributing to uh, you know the the future of money. So I I, I say get involved. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And and not just you know not just are these tools that you want to use yourself in order to defend yourself. Uh, so this is you know very very selfish in the sense like. All the projects that I've contributed to are projects that I personally love and use mm-hmm. every single day. So I need them to be good, right? So that is my first motivation on getting them done. But on the other hand, right, this is very specialized knowledge in, as you say, a cutting edge field that has tremendous growth potential. Uh, so this is something that we might talk a bit about later in the show as well. But if you have more knowledge in the space and if you actually become a more educated, then you can, you know, you can quote unquote sell your education to others uh, in the form of supporting them in their projects and ultimately getting paid by that, hopefully in Bitcoin. Uh, and uh, this means that you can actually build yourself some income in the second realm of Agora uh, to then, you know, uh, become uh, more free in the process of not relying on some fiat slave job that you don't really like what you're working on, but actually earning your wealth uh, by pr- by producing weapons of self-defense in the Bitcoin space. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed, and uh, I guess right right along uh, that that same line of thought and transition here, um, you've uh, I guess recently uh, um, uh, accomplished your your goal of uh, of uh, you know be- becoming unbanked and, and closing out your bank accounts and, and living uh, primarily off of uh, off of uh, off of Bitcoin um, and, and fiat. So I guess um, for, first off, because uh, um, especially for folks in Europe, the the term unbanked might not be a, 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 a might be a new one. Um, but even for for folks in here in the states, um, so for those who are unfamiliar with the term unbanked, it's actually a label used by the FDIC, the Federal Deposit and Insurance Corporation, uh, which is a measure of people without a savings or checking account. Um, of course, in this report, uh, <laughs> uh, much like the label unregistered voter, um, the government collects these numbers so that they can, you know fix it or, you know, correct the situation. But, um, you know, just as with, uh, you know, ex-voter or, uh, um, you know, ex-voter or, or, or whatever, um, I think, uh, you know, becoming unbanked, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great label. Um, I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, and uh, it's something that, uh, that I think you know, more people should strive to. It's difficult. Um, but, uh, but Max here has, uh, has found a way to do it. So we're going to, uh, to learn all about uh, um, how, he's, uh, how he's done so. So I, I, guess, uh, I guess first off, when, when, yep, yep, go ahead. We know there, there, there are two very different concepts here, right? If, if you're, if you actually want to have a banking service and you would like to go on the free market and, you know, cooperate with a banking institution in order to have a bank account and do these, uh, like fiat transactions and you are forcefully prohibited by the government based on some regulation. Like if you're a weed shop in Colorado or some other place, right? Or mm-hmm. if you, uh, you know, if you do your business on the Silk Road, then this is, this is completely horrific. Right? Because you want to engage in division of labor and, and you want to acquire the voluntary service of others, but you are forcefully prohibited not to, right? That is, that is not good. Uh, so being unbanked in that sense is horrible, right? Because people stop you forcefully uh, from reaching the goals that you would like. 
<laughs> but on the other hand, now we have alternatives, right? We have Bitcoin. Uh, and, and this means that we can actually uh, completely ditch the fiat realm and the first realm uh, to just, you know, be uh, unbanked truly in the sense of voluntarily. Like, we don't need that shit. Uh, thank you very much for your fiat slave card. Uh, we, we don't want it. Uh, thank you. Uh, I will do my own business voluntarily in the Agora uh, and without begging for permission of you. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, like something that I preach. So, so I'm banked not in the sense of I'm not eligible to get a bank account. I'm forcefully prohibited, but in the sense that I voluntarily uh, cut up my fiat account uh, and and the fiat cards uh, because I simply no longer need them, and I'm tired of begging for permission of financial transactions. Right. Yes, and that's and that's the angle that I, that I'm talking about here is uh, strategic withdrawal. Um, you know, cutting ties to the state or status institutions. Um, so yes, yeah, so obviously for for folks who are uh, you, know, you know who who are barred from it, uh, who could who could uh, who want to use it, that's not a good thing. But um, for purposes of uh, especially you know the Volney podcast uh, opting out um, and uh, you know utilizing uh, alternatives, uh, then uh, yes, certainly uh, certainly uh, um, in favor of uh, strategic withdrawal, um, just as with canceling the voter registration, which is uh, um, which the more more of a first step for for people a little uh not uh not as deep into the bitcoin rabbit hole and what we're discussing today but uh but anyway uh same same uh same concept so um yeah when when did you decide that uh you were uh going to uh, work towards becoming uh um unbanked uh, voluntarily <laughs> Well, th- this really was back in end of or mid of to end of 2017, uh, where uh, two major, major occurrences happened in the Bitcoin space. And that was the one-two punch of the user-activated soft fork and the no-to-x movement. And that just really showed me how brilliant Bitcoin is and how powerful it really is. Uh, because first, we had the user-activated soft fork to get segregated litmus version zero into the protocol. Uh, segment, right? And that w- was a software, meaning we did not break any rules, right? We operated within the pre-established rule set that we all voluntarily agree upon, and we restricted some rule set uh, so to get more functionality uh, of, you know, having the segregated witness upgrade. Uh, and here, a dedicated group of individuals, um, you know, researched this, implemented the code, and ran it on their own full notes, uh, and nobody could stop them. Not even miners, not even big businesses, nobody could stop them from running this code. And ultimately, the game theory checked out so that this was actually activated within the entire Bitcoin protocol. Uh, and you can use it ever since August 1st, 2017. Uh, so that showed me that if you want to change the rules while not breaking them, uh, then you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's a permissionless system. And then shortly after, um, a bunch of uh, big businesses, right, and, and conglomerates uh, tried to break the rules, uh, tried to introduce a hard fork that changed with the pre-agreed upon rules, right, that we all voluntarily chose. Uh, and so they tried to force us, as it, or, or me specifically, as individual user, to play by their rules. Uh, and I was, fuck you, no. <laughs> and so I disconnected from their nodes and I threw them off my network and I never heard from them ever again on my Bitcoin full note. Uh, so that showed me that if others try to force their rules upon me uh, while breaking my rules, then they can do nothing against me cutting them off uh, and just discarding them and simply ignoring them. Uh, so this together, like upgrading within consensus and forcing uh, others to change my consensus, uh, that was very, very powerful. And that was when I realized that Bitcoin is really legit and that this is something very, very powerful. Uh, and so uh, pretty much at that day, I sold all my shitcoin bags, first and foremost, the fiat shitcoin, 
to get rid of that as fast as possible. Uh, and I decided to to work towards uh, truly being Bitcoin only. Uh, and it took me quite some time, actually. Um, I, I still had fiat income uh, up until um, uh, October 2018. Um, no, wait, 19. Um, so, so, so just a couple of weeks ago, basically, um, I, I still had fiat income that I immediately withdrew to cash and then trade to Bitcoin. Um, and, uh, now I no longer have any fiat income. I no longer have any fiat jobs. I no longer have any fiat holdings. Um, I, I earn my uh, Bitcoin. I hodl my Bitcoin and I spend as little as possible in order to, to build my wealth and, and to accumulate capital. Uh, and, and that is basically the step where I'm right now. No bank account, no income in fiat, uh, and no holdings in fiat. So you're uh, you're you're situated comfortably in the second realm, then. Um, no real uh, uh, first realm interaction with uh, you know at least monetarily. Absolutely, yes, exactly. Awesome. Uh, and it 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 really is it's indescribable uh, how how this complete separation just ch- changes your entire mindset and, and your entire being. Uh, it, it's you know it, it's something it's kind of like Plato's allegory of the cave. Right? Uh, you're you're in the cave. You see a bunch of shadows dancing at the wall. Right, that's the second realm. Uh, sorry, that's the first realm. Uh, right, fiat fiat empires uh, trying to play tricks on you. Mm-hmm. And then you go outside of the cave and you see the light and you see all the beautiful colors around you. And you're like, wait, wait but but the shadows are so bullshit. <laughs> they're, they're absolutely not worth it, and they were just horrible in any shape or form. You really cannot explain to someone who has only seen shadow how beautiful the light outside is. And, and that is that is right now where I'm at. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Why why are you still in that cave? I mean, it's horrible in there. What, what are you doing? This is this is really not worth your time and effort. Uh, come on, join us here in the second row. Right, right, yeah, and and that's uh the, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to to have you on uh, to chat about this is that uh, you know you've 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 done this. Um, it's it's possible. Um, it's uh um as as I said in the beginning, I mean it's 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 not easy. I, I first heard about the concept of unbanking. Um, I guess it would have been like 2015. Um, and and I kind of halfway decided then that I was going I was going to work towards that. Um, but uh, I guess as of you know last year, whenever I didn't have a, I didn't have um a an address, <laughs> like I, I I didn't have a home. I didn't have a mailing address or anything, and I had to. I had to do some. Uh, I, I had to. Yeah, I was a little, little concerned um, with that. So um, I, I, I haven't uh, cut the bank. I haven't uh, haven't succeeded yet, um, but it's still still something I'm working towards. Um, I guess. Um, let me see here. I guess. Uh, yeah. So so, what are some? Uh, you, and you may have talked about this a little bit already, but what are some advantages to living without a bank account um, that you've that you've already noticed? Well, uh, you know, the mindset of not begging for permission every time you want to buy something, but every time you pull out your credit card, uh, it's it's not a voluntary uh, transaction, but rather you're begging someone else so that he may transfer debt uh, from you to someone else. Uh, uh, and, you know, this, this just is, it, it, you know, it puts you into this, this mental cage with every single coffee that you buy that, oh, this is actually not my money. I'm just pushing around some mm-hmm. debt. Uh, and I have to beg uh, the, the banks for permission. It's, it's, it's very, you know, it, it's it's a very wide-reaching consequence, and it's it's very, uh, let's say, subtle in how this actually plays out, uh, because you don't really realize that this is happening until you step back and see what have I been doing for the last couple of years, uh, and. You know, I've, I've always been a huge proponent of cash uh, and, and always use that because it's the only way of using fiat shitcoin uh, without begging for permission, yes. right? If you have a $50 bill, you just give it to the merchant and you get your coffee and you don't have to beg anyone for permission. It's, it's, it's rather good in this way. 
Um, however, then, of course, as soon as you want to have the conveniences of having, uh, you know, a debit card and not dealing with, with changes and, and carrying the money with you and all this, uh, you kind of get used to it. But then you get lulled into this this for, uh, voluntary servitude of accepting that, okay, yes, it's, it's not that bad to ask for permission every time, right? You know, I can, I can tap and pay. It's easy. It works. Uh, it works most. Of the, it works most of the time, and okay, it works most of the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But but you know, uh, it's sort of slavery. If you don't upset the master, right. then he won't yeah. whip you. <laughs> but you're still a slave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I'll say that's that that's something that I that I started doing. Uh, yeah. Back in 2015, when I first heard of this uh, this this concept um, yeah, of unbank being, becoming unbanked was yeah. That's I I do I do that uh, up to, up to, to you know up to this day. Um, I still have a need, especially for LUA publications for Amazon. At least until I can figure out uh, you know a different situation. Um, I still have a need um, for you know for some sort of an account there um, as of right now. But uh, but yeah, for my uh, um, yeah, still still paid in, in fiat, unfortunately, but. I always, uh, I always withdraw my entire paycheck in cash. Um, I've done that, done that for years. That it's, it's, it's not my bank's business or the government's business where I'm spending my goddamn money. Um, it's not. And uh, obviously, if you use a debit card, credit card, um, yeah, all those things, yeah, um, yeah. I think we have to go into the, the privacy concerns there. I think uh, you know, just uh, <laughs> I think I think the listeners are, are, are well aware of uh, of the concerns there. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you know, but but it's it's quite it's quite shocking of how how vast reaching the privacy encroaches are here. I mean, every and I mean every low level bank employee has full access to your entire spending history. I mean, mm-hmm. w- like when you bond, at what restaurant, what meal. Like sometimes you even see exactly the items uh, of the receipt that uh, that you used your credit card on. Uh, so it's it it. And, and that is not just every low-level bank employee. That's also all the businesses that work together with the bank. I mean, your, mm-hmm. your financial transactions with credit cards are shared with hundreds of other companies, and you have no clue who the fuck they are. You don't know who's working for them. You don't know what they, uh, how they protect your data, right? If they even encrypt it, haha, good luck trying to find encryption in, in 80, like 1980s uh, banking infrastructure. Right. Um, and, you know, it's it's just this vast, vast, vast network uh, of leaking metadata all over the place. It's not just metadata. I mean, it's like specific data on what you purchased where. It's not just when you've purchased it, right? That would be metadata. It's it's like everything is in clear text. Uh, and basically, any attacker with half of a brain can get access to this data. Yeah. Yep, that is, uh, yeah, certainly true. Certainly true. It's a, it's a privacy nightmare. Um <laughs> yeah, privacy nightmare. So, I guess um uh, are there any um well, I guess uh, I guess we 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 can I guess that'll be, that kind of be something that comes up uh, comes up in a moment, but um I guess could could you go into some so uh, so we've yeah, privacy concerns and, and first round banking institution not good. Um I guess I, I want to get to to more so kind of the uh, the living on Bitcoin. Um you know, the the positives here. Um so so I guess could could you tell us a little bit about um <clears throat> like for for your uh for for obviously for for your day-to-day stuff i mean how, how do you how do you um um or do all the shops that you shop at except bitcoin um do you use uh do you use gift cards at all do you um is it just bitcoin and fiat could you kind of go more into kind of the day-to-day sort of uh you know how this how this all works yes absolutely so uh, you know of course most most of the listeners probably still have some fiat income or some fiat holdings uh so so they still are are with one leg in the first round and in that sense, uh, my goal was, was back then uh, to get as much fiat expenditure as, uh, sorry, Bitcoin expenditure as possible. Because the more Bitcoin I spend, the less fiat I must hold, 
right? Which means I can have more holdings in Bitcoin if I know that I will spend them directly in the future. Uh, and of course, what are what are your greatest expenses? Uh, well, you know, probably housing, right? Uh, ha having a roof over your head. Um, and and here, you know, if if you have direct contact uh, to your landlord. Tell them about Bitcoin, right? Chill it hard. Uh, tell them about the multiple benefits. And if they have, a, if they have half a brain, then they will see. Okay, this is a lot better. Uh, and so back when I had an apartment, uh, I, I paid my rent in Bitcoin uh, because I, I, you know, told the landlord, "Hey, magic internet money. This is actually awesome." He was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, it really is. Can I have some?" I was like, "Yes, please take it. <laughs> give me, give me a roof, uh, and, and you get my Bitcoin." Uh, and this means I had to let, I had to hold less fiat. Right, because I had all of a sudden a couple hundred bucks every month less fiat expenditure, uh, so so that was a great step forward. Um, the second biggest expenditure, expenditure usually is food. Right, mm -hmm. you need to eat uh, and hopefully good, uh, because as you said earlier, uh, you really need to be healthy. Uh, otherwise, everything else is fucked. Yeah. Um, so so here, if you go shopping at Walmart, most likely you will not talk to the CEO of Walmart, and you will not be able to convince them uh, to to stack sats in exchange for their food. So. Mm -hmm. What, what I did was going to, to the local Agora, right? So I, uh, I went to weekly farmer's market in the heart of the city. Uh, gladfully, we have them in Europe quite uh, all over the place. Uh, and here you talk directly to the entrepreneur, right? And you can, you can again convince them, Hey, magic internet money. Do you want to have some? Uh, and again, most of the time, uh, they, or, or sometimes, uh, they agree upon. And especially if you are a recurring customer, right? If you, if you can say, Hey, I come back every week and I buy my food. If you want to have some off-the-record money for that, uh, please take it here. Uh, and uh, specifically, I think I had the greatest success uh, by going directly to the farms itself. Uh, so uh, you know, off like uh, you know, in the on the countryside, go to the farms. Um, all these farmers are landowners, right? They they value property rights at mm -hmm. least in their land. Like most of them are gold bucks, and they I actually paid for potatoes uh, of, uh, with gold and silver, um, and eventually also with Bitcoin and also with the Lightning Network. Uh, so uh, you know, it's it, for me it was all about building a local agora of entrepreneurs who I know value their privacy and their sovereignty uh, in the sense that they see the value of Bitcoin. Uh, and and thus they are willing, uh, right? Uh, individual valuations, uh, they value the Bitcoin higher than the potatoes. So they're going to uh, voluntarily exchange them for you. Uh, and uh, that was for direct exchange, um, for, you know, always my best approach. Go directly to the entrepreneur, um, shill them Bitcoin and tell them how awesome it is. Uh, and sooner or later, they will see the benefits. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's, that has, uh, you know, a dual purpose as well. Right. I mean, yeah, as you said, you're, you're building the Agora, you're getting, uh, you know, a local entrepreneur, um, into Bitcoin. Um, and, uh, once, once you, once you get that, once you kind of witness that first transaction, how easy and quick it was, you didn't have to ask for, ask for permission, didn't have to wait 24 hours for the bank to process it or clear it. Um, it just, worked <laughs> you know just worked um so yeah that yes definitely serves a little bit of a dual purpose uh, i won't mention here uh bruno ray uh joined uh thought it was at 10 sorry <laughs> sorry about that man guess i uh didn't uh didn't uh convey that information accurately but uh yeah glad glad you're here man uh uh definitely glad you're here i've got a handful of viewers uh welcome to uh to everyone that's uh that's here before you drop any questions uh, you have for uh for me or max uh in chat or uh, any comments um so yeah, that's great. Building building the agora as well as uh, you know telling them about uh, you know being able to to pay for your, for your groceries or whatever in Bitcoin. Um, I guess uh, one thing that I did for um, this would have been 
back in 2016. It would have been, uh, you know, uh, back in my shitcoin days. Um, but it was, when it, it was right, right when uh, the Steam at that blogging platform came around. And, um, you know, they... The, the early adopters, you know, made like five hundred dollars for posting and for reposting an article, as I did a few times. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, just the people are making just ridiculous amounts of steam it um, on that site. Um, and and there was at that time I was in high level indoctrination. I didn't have uh, I didn't have first realm income. Um, I didn't at that time. Um, so basically, for for all, for probably um, for probably six months or so, I basically primarily primarily lived off of Bitcoin. Um, because uh, what did I do? Well, I used um, I used gift cards. Um, there are two sites here in the states. Um, one one of them I don't recommend anymore, uh, eGifter, because they go through BitPay and they want you to do KYC or something. Um, yeah, they, they want you to do KYC and all that. But Gift um, is another site, and you can buy gift cards for like a hundred different, like hundred, you know, hundreds of different uh, different places. So um, yeah, for that for that six month span, I mean, I paid for everything in Bitcoin. Um, I paid for my beer in Bitcoin. I paid for my liquor in Bitcoin. I paid for my food in Bitcoin. I paid for my gas in Bitcoin. Um, I mean, that's that's what I I did. And it was kind of kind of by necessity. I didn't really plan that. I really really didn't plan that out too well. But um, so that that was that was one, one thing that I've used. Uh, have you have you um, um, for for other things maybe? I mean, uh, how, how do you how do you pay for a, a cell phone if you have one? How do you pay for internet? Um, I mean, um, do you, do you ever find gift cards to be valuable? Oh oh, absolutely. Uh, gift cards are. I mean, they, they are not truly peer to peer, right? You you buy the gift cards from a third party. And then you exchange the gift card for the actual good and service. Uh, so we're kind of back to a barter economy. So it's definitely not optimal, right. uh, but it is a great transition step uh, because it really allows you, as you say, to get a vast, vast network uh, of, of, of companies who sell gift cards, right? It's just that uh, they, they, they take your money up front, uh, then they give you debt. And ultimately, you can exchange that back to real goods and services on their platform. Um, it, and it's a great transitionary period. Uh, I personally really love BitRefill. Um, they, they are a great Bitcoin company that has very, very good uh, coin control. Um, so, so they value the privacy of themselves and their users highly. And they also support Lightning Network in, uh, integration. Um, and they started out just selling uh, phone uh, credits, right, for, for internet and SMS and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they switched uh, or they, they kind of or expanded their, their services uh, to pretty much anything. I mean, they have Amazon. Uh, they have a bunch of flights and hotels. Uh, they they have uh, yeah clothing stores and really hundreds uh, if not thousands of gift cards uh, that and and that is really a invaluable service because again it allows you to uh, well you know spend your bitcoin directly and of course yes it's a middleman uh, but ultimately uh, I would much rather have uh, you know such a entrepreneurial middleman compared to a fiat right. a bank middleman uh, to handle my payments right. uh, th- there are other sites for example. Um, Coin cards. Uh, I think they're a Canadian service. I think they also do uh, United States, um, and so that is very helpful. Um, and for traveling, there, there are also sites. For example, uh, cheapairs.com. Uh, they they give you flights uh, for Bitcoin. And also a company that I personally favor uh, is Travel by Bit, an, an Australian company that is international. Uh, and they have uh, all the flights. They have a bunch of hotels. They have phenomenal customer service. They also value privacy quite a lot. Um, and you know, it's uh, if you ever need a flight or a hotel, uh, these services uh, are out there uh, and can definitely be be quite of value. Right, right. So I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of something that that you, that couldn't be covered by a gift a gift card or Bitcoin yet. Um, I guess you know travel, all the basic expenses. Um, what about? And I think I saw you post about this on Twitter at some point. Like, what about healthcare? Um, you know, are there are like are there any companies out there that accept Bitcoin yet? 
so and so I have a, a a nomad travel and healthy insurance called safetywing.com. Uh, they are a Denmark company who expanded to to America and worldwide, uh, and they uh, or they specialize on providing services for nomads uh, who travel most of the year. Uh, and the cool thing is here, it's extremely cheap. And you get quite uh, exhaustive service because, well, it's a free company on the free market. So there's high competition and they actually want to provide a good service uh, to you. Right. So I think it's like 35 US dollars if you're, if you don't travel to the United States. I mean, the slaves of the US, uh, unfortunately, you know, get a bunch of uh, discredits here, <laughs> but uh, they provide a phenomenal service. Uh, so that is what I use. Unfortunately, it's only credit card. Uh, and, and that is something that I've been hassling their customer support for about half a year now. It was like weekly emails. When the fuck are you finally going to take a global money for being a global insurance company? Right. Um, uh, and you know, that, that might lead us into another topic uh, of straw men's and sock puppets. Um, you know, if you, if you have a friend uh, who wants to buy Bitcoin, then you can give him Bitcoin in exchange for him paying your bills. Uh, so that's, for example, what I use, right? He just has a credit card, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and uh, I ask him to pay the monthly bill of that, uh, you know, of that health insurance. And I just give him Bitcoin every other month, um, uh, you know, over Lightning Network even. Uh, so in that sense, I do pay my health insurance and travel insurance uh, with Bitcoin, but indirectly, not over a professional gift card provider, but over an off-the-record uh, sock puppet uh, payment processor in that sense. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and second realm terminology, uh, proxy merchant. Um, yes. Uh, that's that's cer- certainly a way to do it. And that's I, and that's kind of what I was what I was uh, I guess maybe um, you know uh, implying at um, earlier when I was mentioning the the Amazon is kind of one reason I need a bank account right now is is uh, you know um, pay, you know selling books on Amazon. Um, that might be the I might uh, that's that's the situation I'll have to figure out as a proxy merchant situation. Um, so. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, cer- certainly a great option. You know, actually, a, a question here: do, do, do you think you can get paid by Amazon with Amazon gift cards? No, that's a good question. Um, eh, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't. It's it's not an option uh, by default. Um, it may might be. May, I'm sh- if there's something that they could that they could pay with it, Amazon Amazon gift cards would certainly be it though. So maybe they. I don't know if they would if they would. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll, I'll have to look into it. That's a good, that's an interesting idea. Well, because here on this side, right, if you have income from Amazon over gift cards, Amazon gift cards sell at a premium, right? If, if you, if you know, there are many users like myself who need Amazon gift cards, especially for Bitcoin, so they might be willing to pay you a couple percentage point extras. Uh, so in that sense, you get two, three, five percent extra income uh, just by you know earning Amazon gift cards and selling them for Bitcoin. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, just an idea. Be creative in this. Very okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a that's a, a great idea. Yeah, great idea. Um, so, <laughs> um, so so I guess so, something else I'll, I'll mention here um, because if, if if someone says they literally, I've I've heard people say this before. You know, like I I pay for everything in Bitcoin, and then they show a picture of their like Bitcoin debit card or something. This isn't what you're talking about here, right? Because uh, I I've been frustrated by this for for a few years because you know what you know what is you know what logo it shows um, on uh, on these uh, you know on these uh, on these Bitcoin so called Bitcoin debit cards. Well, there's a nice little Visa logo smacked on there um so like it's 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 i don't really see see much of much much of a difference um you know it's it's just seems seems still to be first realm money to me um and plus i have to go through all the kyc so that's certainly not what you're advocating here right whenever you you live living on bitcoin on a bitcoin oh yeah 
Oh, ab absolutely. That's that, that's just a complete bullshit idea because you get all the inefficiencies of Bitcoin, especially price volatility and exchange rate, plus the inefficiencies of debit cards and all the privacy <laughs> laws. So you have no benefits whatsoever. Um, I mean, uh, you know, although they might be a bit convenient, yes, for sure. Uh, ultimately, you still beg for permission to make the money, and they are being censored all the time. Yep. Like these credit cards go out of business, or or Bitcoin debit cards go out of business all the time because their banking relations just get shut down. Right. So ultimately, uh, definitely not an option for me. Uh, I mean, I've I've never been a big fan of never used them in particular, uh, like uh, cards in general, because of all the privacy uh, downsides, uh, and uh, you just get you know all the negative sides of both realms. <laughs> so it's it's not an option for me. No, no, um, because basically what you do is you sell Bitcoin at the point of exchange, or at the point of sale, and at a horrible exchange rate, with all the privacy downsides. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't really recommend this. I mean, selling Bitcoin for fiat is always horrible. Uh, and anyhow that you do it, right? Because you buy shit coins. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you change precious Satoshis that you know are going to send you to the moon in like the next two weeks. <laughs> right. you, you get like this, this hyper inflating uh, uh, shit. Uh, so that's never a nice thing. So, but if you do it, uh, then at least do it in a privacy conscious way. Uh, and, you know, I see, I see fiat as, as kind of fun coupons. Um, you 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 get exactly the amount you need, and you get that in cash um, from a local peer-to-peer -peer trader. Uh, for example, at Bitcoin meetups, right? If if you if you are local, then organize Bitcoin meetups or partake in them, and ask people if they want to buy Bitcoin. Most of the time, they do, uh, and then you can get their local uh, cash in whatever currency, like uh, local currency uh, that there is, uh, and you get exactly the amount that you need, and then you get rid of that shit as fast as possible. <laughs> right? Buy your stake as fast as possible so that you can then uh, you know, be out of that fiat risk again. Um, but ultimately, this is much more private uh, in the sense that you don't have to do KYC for exchanging it, uh, and also you don't have to do KYC for every transaction that you do with the debit card. Uh, so, so your local cash rates is, is something that I favor in any case. Right, right. So, um, I got a question in chat from Bruno Ray. Um, so, so yeah, for uh, um, we'll we'll get to that here momentarily. That's a good question. I'll I'll, I'll certainly have Max address that. Um, but but something comes to mind, and you know it's going to be you know it's a question. Uh, you know it's a question that's 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 coming up. Um, so what what about uh, you know if if you live on Bitcoin? I mean, how how do you deal with uh, with the vol with uh, the volatility? Um, you know, is it is it um, you know day to day? Is it is it that big of a deal? Is it is it more so for your your long term holdings? That that, that I mean, could you kind of speak to that? Well, you know, I'm an Austrian economist, so uh, I really don't give a shit about price volatility. What I care about is monetary-based inflation. Uh, so we're at 18 billion Bitcoin plus a couple of uh, thousand. Um, it's very stable, 12 and a half Bitcoin every 10 minutes. Uh, I have no volatility risk whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> you know, compare that with fiat inflation, where we quadruple the money supply every other week. Right. <laughs> that is the that is the volatility that I'm scared shitless about. Right. Uh, so in that sense, I really don't have any uh, any monetary base volatility. Uh, but of course, you know, uh, we still have the unit of account of the fiat coin. Uh, so unfortunately, prices are denominated in that, um, and also the Bitcoin price is denominated in that. That is what makes it volatile. Right? Not Bitcoin right. is volatile, yeah. fiat is volatile. It's the other way around. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in that sense, um, I, I was never a fan of, of going to an exchange and trying to short the market uh, because I'm just not a trader. I'm not interested in it. I'm not good at it. Um, and uh, so what I do is dollar cost average. You know, I used to buy with my fiat shitcoins every Monday a certain amount of Bitcoin uh, with whatever fiat I had. Uh, well, now I no longer have fiat, so I no longer have dollar cost averaging in that sense. 
but now I have monthly fiat income, right? Uh, so in that sense, I earn Bitcoin, um, you know, every other month. Uh, and this means that I, I will get more or less Bitcoin all the time. And if the price increases, uh, well, I get less Bitcoin paid out. Uh, but if the price decreases, I get more Bitcoin paid out. Uh, and, and my expenditures also increase in that sense. Uh, so, you know, I don't really worry about that. Um, I, I try to build long-term wealth, not short-term ones. Uh, what I do if the price really, uh, you know, crashes like crazy, uh, like it was in early 2018. Well, how about a week-long fast where you don't eat and you live under a bridge, right? <laughs> uh, try to decrease your 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 expenditure uh, and don't buy plastic crap, uh, but pl- uh, buy high-quality gear uh, and that you don't have to rebuy all the time. Uh, stop wasting money on nonsense uh, and and huddle <laughs> huddle strong because it will go up sooner or later, or it will not. I really don't care. I'm in it for the freedom, not for the money. Right, right, and I mean, you know, here on the on the Vani podcast, I mean, most most of the most of the lifestyle changes that uh, that Rayo discussed are mobile in nature, um, and and many of them, uh, you know, worldwide in nature. Um, so for 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 Venuans, um, you know, for worldwide, you know, for global Venuans, for mobile Venuans, I mean, Bitcoin just seems like the the obvious answer, right? Um, instead of because I, I know when I was in Acapulco last year, um, I couldn't use my American debit cards, you know, like I I could withdraw money, but that's it. Um, I'd have to go to the ATM and withdraw money. I couldn't. I couldn't use them down there. They were worthless. Um, so, like, but but at every single gas station in Mexico, you there's at Bitso, you can you can exchange Bitcoin for um, for you know Mexican fiat or or for pesos, um, or you can um, you know go vi- vi- vice versa. Um, so, like for for Mexico, like Bitcoin would be much. It would be I would I would say in, in some ways much easier than dealing with um, than having to go to a singular ATM that you that you that you can go to. Um, I don't know that that's I, I mean in Europe um, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's the same way, but uh, it sounds like it's the same way. Um, but for for a, for a global mobile venue, oh. um, it sounds like Bitcoin just the obvious answer, um, at least in, in, in terms of oh. in terms of simplicity. Oh, oh, absolutely. Over the last couple months, um, w- without any fiat bank account, I was in, I think, nine countries uh, that had six different shit coins, uh, and I did not care <laughs> at all. I had my Bitcoin stash. No, no exchange rate. Didn't, <laughs> and didn't, get, I traveled. didn't get wrecked by the exchange rate six, six seven times. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I, that's the thing. I, I bought as little fiat in the local uh, shipcoin as possible, uh, and I spend it all, uh, basically. Uh, and I was traveling with my van. So in that sense, uh, you know, every time, so, so or, or step back, um, I travel into the country. Uh, I don't have any local fiat shipcoin. I don't care. I don't need to spend anything for the first couple of days. Uh, and then I, you know, find someone who wants to buy Bitcoin. Uh, it can be a Bitcoin ATM. That is usually the most like straightforward without much of a hassle. But you know, good thing is I was at Bitcoin meetups in, in all these places, so there were Bitcoin peers around. Uh, most of them want to get more Bitcoin. I want to get a little bit, not much, right. but a little bit of fiat shitcoin. So small trades was no problem whatsoever for me. Um, I get local fiat shitcoins in cash, um, you know, without KYC, without asking for permission. I just did it. Uh, and, you know, then I get my food or whatever at the restaurants where I cannot get pay with, pay with Bitcoin. Because again, right, if you're traveling, it's very much diff- difficult to build your local Agora with, with reputation uh, and long-term relationships with the with the farmers. Uh, so most of the time, it's just more convenient and you don't have any long-term benefits of converting them. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, ju- I just, you know, was like, okay, take my fiat shit coins uh, for now. Uh, and if you, if you still want them, please take them. I don't want them. <laughs> right. And then, uh, you know, at the 
uh, when I left the country again, um, I exchanged exactly like every single Fiat Chicoin that I had for diesel, put that into the car or in the canister, uh, and you know traveled onwards and to the next country where I did the same thing. Uh, so you know, get as little Fiat cash as possible, and at the border buy diesel with it. That's a much better utility Chicoin than Fiat. Right, right. Um, yeah, and that's uh, I mean that. Yeah, especially if uh, if you're uh, traveling around to uh, you know Bitcoin meetups and such, it, yeah, that that'd be super easy to 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 get whatever fiat, whatever little amount of fiat you needed. Um, so yeah, I guess yeah, li- yeah, lifestyle might uh, might might help with that as well. But um, but still, I, I'm I'm thinking about uh, my experiences in Mexico. Um, yeah, it would have been you know if if, if I would have just been on Bitcoin, it probably would have been a little easier. Um, and it would have been a lot easier. Yeah, it would have been a lot easier. Um, having to move money around accounts and waiting five days. Um, yeah, that was, that was rough. Um, so yeah. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It just seems like the obvious option, man. Um, it, it it really does. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every, every time, like I I tell people, yeah, I don't, I I don't want to have a bank account. They're like, what? But why? It's like, because it's a pain in the ass and the other option is infinitely better. Like, why do you want to have the old, slow, expensive permission uh, fiat bank account? It does not make any sense to me. It really doesn't. It's so trivially easy. Uh, it's it's much more liberating. Uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. And uh, ultimately, it's an adventure. And that's what I'm in it. Right, right. Um, I, I guess um, a, a question I'll, I'll posit for you um, right now for for someone who may be transitioning, um, who may be who may be going through uh, kind of the stage I was uh, a couple of couple of years ago of basically just you know um, using uh, using gift cards as the intermediary um, and just not using fiat. Um, I um, oh gosh, I just lost my uh, lost my train of thought. Um, but uh, oh, um, if if they were to so, so say someone um, you know buy like they they spend uh, you know fi- they spend fifty dollars of their Bitcoin, would you recommend that they you know um, you know re- replenish that uh, you know if they spend Bitcoin you know buy more Bitcoin at, at whatever whatever price it's at? Yes, and and don't so if you buy like a hundred bucks worth of gift cards somewhere and you buy your coffee or whatever, uh, don't just buy a hundred bucks worth uh, of Bitcoin. Buy like twice as much or five times as much because you just experience the power of permissionless money, right? Uh, so you should be in awe of the power of this weapon of self-defense, and that should make you a thousand times more bullish. Uh, so don't just buy the exact amount that you that you spend. Buy more. <laughs> I mean, like th- that's also what we hear, like with the, with the price inflation. Oh, but but don't you like? Are you are you not that sad that you uh, spent like uh, five Bitcoin on that coffee back in two thousand eleven? The answer to that is, w- w- wait, why are you still holding fiat in that case? Because if, <laughs> if, if you are so sad that you, that you spent that Bitcoin that is now much, wor- much more worth, why did you hold any fiat? If you had all your wealth in Bitcoin, a reasonable amount, maybe some in gold is probably not that stupid, uh, then, th- then why didn't you do it, right? That it, it is, you know, in, on that sense, uh, it's, it's not about having more Bitcoin. It's about having less fiat. <laughs> right right <laughs> very good very good um so i'm trying to think here um so you you've talked uh you've talked more about uh, you or you've talked a couple t- you've mentioned the mindset a couple of times um so i guess just kind of a, a question to close out this this uh um this portion and then uh there's uh, one question i I'd, uh that uh, bruno reyes i'd like you to address um but um uh, and it's yeah, you've kind of alluded to it throughout the conversation, but um, um, you know, has has uh, you know your journey to becoming unbanked uh, has it uh, been been freeing in nature? Oh, again, it's ineffable. Yeah, I really cannot describe in words uh, how it it fundamentally changes your entire being. 
uh, if, if if you no longer have to worry about begging others for permission, you know, for every small transaction. I mean, you know, we say, oh, but fiat is, is so convenient, like tap and pay, and it's so nice. Uh, but like every time you're on your knees trying, uh, begging some random uh, oligopoly to, uh, you know, to to spend your wealth, it's it's it definitely enslaves you on a subconscious level, and you get used to it. You really do. Uh, and you don't see the forest for the trees. And all of a sudden you have trains so heavy that you can no longer move any place. Uh, and th then throwing off these shackles uh, and no longer begging for the permission, it, it, it is a night and like night and daytime difference. Uh, and again, it's so, so difficult to describe this in words uh, because it is so all encompassing. Uh, so, so absolutely my, my life enjoyment has increased tremendously. My productivity has went through the roof. Um, my my worries have decreased drastically. Uh, I, I was very, very worried a couple of years ago about the fiat empire and what the hell are, are they doing and how the fuck am I, are we going to fix this? Well, I have fixed it for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, you know, of, of course, we're all tied in this uh, in this uh, huge economy uh, and all this malinvestment and, and overconsumption will hit us all ultimately. But I've done pretty much as much as I can in order to defend myself against most of this, right? Uh, of course, like if we hit Venezuela stage or even worse, which I think it will be on the global economy, uh, then we will no longer have any food, right? Even if you buy, if you, even if you have Bitcoin, even if you have your gold coins stashed in your own vault in the basement, you there is no food, right? Nobody's producing food anymore, so you're still fucked. So ultimately, it will hit us all. But if you still have liquid and censorship resistant wealth that you can sell uh, for any goods and service that you would like to consume, uh, that is infinitely better than not having this. Uh, so just that worry removed uh, is, is, is so, so, so fundamental. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not just holding, holding Bitcoin or, 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 uh, you know, earning Bitcoin, even, uh, but contributing to the entire ecosystem. Uh, so over the last two years, I've, I've, you know, heavily contributed to free and open source software projects, um, like Noddle, Coldcard, Wasabi, BISC, and, and many, many others weapons of self-defense. Uh, and, you know, uh, spending your, like learning as much as possible, spending that attention and your powerful focus on manifesting these tools uh, into reality. Uh, you know, getting paid by this, ultimately using these tools yourself uh, in order then to get your goods and services. You know, it's an all-encompassing uh, mindset shift. And it's, again, it's, it's, it's so, so, so difficult to explain it uh, because it's so vast-reaching in many, many different areas of my life. Um, one thing is absolutely for fucking certain, I will never go back. I will never open a bank account. I will never, ever, ever do that. Uh, and I've, Every time that I have to buy local shit coins, I, I cry a, a huge tear uh, in my heart. Uh, but, but well, ultimately, I, I do have to eat. <laughs> right. uh, so, so in, the, in that sense, um, you know, as little as possible. Uh, but every time, it, it is a sacrifice, and I try to minimize it as much as possible. Uh, but I, I hope that I will have the power and the strength uh, to never uh, being forced into the first realm again. Uh, but, but uh, living my life to the fullest in the second. Right, right. Well said, well said. So, I mean, and the other thing, the last thing I'll mention here is, sorry, maybe not the last thing, but another thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, like the an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Well, um, if you, if you, you know, look at the instability of, I guess, just, uh, just, 
<laughs> the instability of the first realm in general, um, especially with uh, you know the so-called cancel culture, where you know people are people are being driven to Bitcoin, um, like they, with uh, without options, right? I mean, they they they've been pushed out of you know the first realm banking system, like they have no choice; it's Bitcoin or nothing. Um, so in that case, I mean, you, you, I mean, for for me, um, like on Amazon, I don't expect to be there forever, especially whenever we publish our, you know, Guns for Vanuans book. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I've got to, I've got to have, you know, backup plans, right? Like, I, I can't, I can't expect to be publishing there forever. Um, so yeah, I'm getting, you know, BTC Pay server set up on my noddle and, and kind of moving, moving, moving in that direction. Um, so like, a, especially for for folks who um, <laughs> who talk about things that we talk about, um, or maybe even, I guess, more more controversial in some way. Ways. um then then yeah i mean uh um doing this ahead of time when it's not necessary um you know finding out how to optimize your life living on bitcoin um when you don't need to do it when it's not uh you know like oh god how am i going to you know pay rent this month i, I have no access to banking system you know the banking system how am i going to pay for rent well it'd be better to figure that out figure that out ahead of time so um yeah ab- 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 absolutely uh, like it's it's preparation Right? And, and it's preparation in the best sense, uh, that, that you don't just, you know, buy a bunch of rice and, and huddle on your bunker. Uh, I mean, that's definitely an option, but I do want to enjoy my life. Right. And the cool thing is with Bitcoin, I can, like, I'm very well prepared for, for the coming financial crisis. I hope at least to the best of my ability. Um, and, and ultimately I can still travel at any place that I want, uh, at the drop of the hat. Uh, without, you know, begging anyone for permission uh, to transfer money for the flight ticket uh, or, you know, to buy diesel to drive the car. Um, and nobody pretty much can stop me in that sense because most of my wealth is in censorship-resistant, uh, you know, assets, uh, Bitcoin and gold, basically. Uh, so, you know, that, that is, again, something that just liberates your mindset that, you know, it pretty much doesn't matter how hard shit hit will the fan. Uh, I can get out, uh, you know, and, and buy a bunch of food and go out off to the forest and then live in the van for a year, you know, if, if it hits to that. Um, and, you know, I'm prepared for that. Uh, and that gives you so much more liberation, even in the times that you don't need it, right? I really, really, truly hope from the bottom of my heart that it's not going to be as brutal uh, as I envision it, uh, although I don't have much hope for this. Um, but ultimately, if it will not be as bad, you know, as as it as it might be, then I'm very very happy. But still, I was prepared. I do have my wealth in a censorship-resistant asset, uh, and uh, you know, I can move around anywhere on, on the entire globe pretty much uh, without cutting any uh, any major ties. Uh, and th- that in in and of itself, to have the option to opt out um, and uh, and truly disappear, uh, if it really comes to that, is, is very very valuable. And again, especially because the cost of that have drastically decreased. I mean, in the fiat realm, if you, if you want to do this, if you want to be as global and, and as mobile as that, you're going to need an army of lawyers defending your bank accounts from all kinds of different attacks. I only need my cold card. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, you, you, you could do the five flag theory and have, uh, you know, you know, have, have a certain bank account for spending and, you know, you, you could do all of that, but yes, um, you're, we're, we're still talking about, you know, the, the, the first, the first realm and, uh, and, uh, the coercion that can, that can, uh, that can happen there. Um, so I guess, um, is there, is there anything else you'd like to mention, uh, in regards to your journey to, to being unbanked or, or living on Bitcoin? And then, uh, um, yeah, I want to get to these, uh, these couple questions in chat and, uh, then we'll, we'll begin to close out. So yeah, anything else on uh, living on Bitcoin or unbanking? 
Well, something not specifically living on Bitcoin, uh, but but something that you've talked about greatly on the show, and actually that you've inspired me uh, as a as a vast majority to actually manifest uh, is is van life is is to to be a perpetual traveler uh, and uh, to have a home on wheels, uh, just a, a castle of yourself that you can place at any uh, distance uh, is, you know, it it goes so well together. It is incredible. Um, again, I've traveled to eight, nine different countries, most of that with a car. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Uh, and, you know, it, it, you, I, I, I mean, what, one major downside is, of course, you know, a license plate and all this. But um, it is, it is, in my opinion, much better than traveling by plane, right, where you have to get fingerprints and show your ID and face scans and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely waiting in line, uh, like sheep to the slaughter, uh, you know, at the border every single time just bothers me so much um and uh something that i really realized after only a couple weeks uh, of living in my mobile castle uh, is that it truly has become a home uh, you know I, I've, I've made it beautiful inside exactly the way i want it because ultimately it's just a very small place uh, and you can manifest it totally in the way you want um and and for me i, I bought the car itself with Bitcoin directly from the entrepreneur, mm, nice. um, you know, by by sending by sending him from my Wasabi wallet to his Wasabi wallet, uh, told him to coin join right after. Uh, I think he did. I didn't check on the time chain because I don't want to spy on him. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, then then I got the car itself for Bitcoin. Um, I put uh, you know solar power on top. I bought that with gift cards from BitRefill on Amazon. Um, huge battery pack as well. Um, you know, I'm, I put some beautiful wood inside that I talked with a local um, uh, woodcutter and forester uh, who wanted to stack some sats in exchange for beautiful, beautiful <laughs> wood. Um, you know, yeah. something that that I really value. You know, and and you realize you really don't need much. Um, you know, I, I have all the things that I need. Um, basically, um, of course, you cut down on conveniences. Um, and you know, for example, for me, I, I don't even have a water heater uh, in the place. Um, and not like not optimally designed running water, at least not yet. Um, and that is definitely a huge trade-off, right? You do give up a lot of conveniences, like a hot shower every morning. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, well, I, I personally just like to shower cold, uh, cold. You know, it wakes me up, it makes my mind sharp, it focuses me, uh, and uh, it gives me a lot of strength. So that was something that I've been doing for many years already. So the convenience that I gave up here was minor, trivial. Uh, but the amount of liberty that I got uh, just by having a mobile castle that I can park at a different place, in a different city, in a different le- country every single night without asking for permission, without worrying about getting housing or, or hotel or Airbnbs, it's, it, 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 is, it is unspeakable. I don't even know where I will be going next. I will decide as soon as I'm behind the wheel again. Uh, and, <laughs> right. and just having that mindset of, I, I don't care. All I need is in my bag. Right, uh, and wherever I park the car, that is my home. Uh, and I don't live within the car; I live out out of this car. Right, I, I have all the tools that I need within uh, the trunk, basically. Uh, and I park it, and I'm out, and I do whatever business that I need to do. And the next morning, I am gone. Uh, and again, this just decreases the attribution. Um, I've so far, I've not once paid for parking. Um, I've I've not once had to pay for for getting fresh water or for discarding my old water. Uh, and uh, without begging for permission, I've traveled to so many countries. Uh, and again, it's a great way of getting rid of your fiat shit points by exchanging them for diesel, which in my okay. opinion is a much better store value than fiat is. <laughs> Very good. That's that's really awesome to hear, man. I, I kind of um, I, I kind of had an idea 
that's uh you'd you'd, you'd gone the van nomad route um some some cue some clues i guess but uh, I, I i wasn't familiar with uh, with all of that that's uh, that's that's uh that's great to hear so you really are you know the crypto anarchist van nomad out there traveling across europe <laughs> You know, for me, it is a temporal autonomous zone initiator. Uh, so a Tazzy, uh, <laughs> you know, park it, live your life and move uh, and do that every single day. And ultimately, if you want to, if you decide to uh, that you found a beautiful spot, stay there for a week, for a month, mm-hmm. for however long you desire. Uh, and you know, if you want to have a, some convenience uh, that you that you're missing, for example, you know, getting a hot bath, uh, or or maybe uh, you know, laying down, uh, you know, in a, in a beautiful spa, getting a massage or whatever, your expenditures have decreased drastically, and I mean drastically. Right, rent is such a huge part, uh, you know, fueled by the fiat mal investments in housing, um, and and when you when you all of a sudden reduce your expenditure by that drastic of an amount. Enjoy the luxury of going to the spa every other day. No joke. And for 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 Bitcoiners, you know, um, it, it seems to be like that that uh, you know low time preference, um, you know, like low low time preference behaviors, like uh, like uh, you know health and saving money and such. Well, if uh, obviously you want to you want more sats, right? You want to stack more sats. So one way to do that is as as you said, you know, cut your expenditures um, and live in a van. So if if you want to, you know, five ten years of living in a van, toss all that into sats. Um, you know, I think your future self would would be would, would be very very happy with your decision. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just me. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and on a uh, on another note, dude, it really is not expensive. I bought my car for 0.4 Bitcoin. That's not much at all. No, I built it out for another 0.3 Bitcoin. I have a, a, a complete functional castle uh, for 0.7 Bitcoin. That's a couple thousand US dollar shit coins. It really is not much. Uh, and you know, I've, within probably half a half a year, uh, I have the opportunity cost of rent. Uh, you know, uh, to to be back in profit again in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, honestly, I, I really would not care how much money it costs. Uh, the amount of freedom that you get on this is infinite. Uh, and uh, again, it, it's just, you know, maybe I'm over-exaggerating here because it was such a tremendous shift uh, for me, not just van nomadism, not just being Bitcoin only, not just supporting free and open source software, but like all of this together. But holy shit, <laughs> this is intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's 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 really really awesome to hear, man. Um, that's that's really really awesome to hear. So we've been we've been going for about an hour and twenty minutes here. Um, I wanted to uh, um, to to bring up these these couple of questions from from chat, um, and we'll do uh, uh, we'll we'll uh, close we'll close with uh, Bruno Reyes. But uh, Tech Libre asks, uh, what are your opinions of decentralized finance and the projects happening around the Ethereum blockchain, Max? <laughs> Um, well, with Ethereum, I, I honestly just don't have the time to look into it. I, th- I think there's some many, many architectural flaws uh, in the in the approach that they do. I mean, hard forks all the time, like dictators deciding when to roll back the chain and steal money. Um, like, f- just fundamentally, I'm not interested in their philosophy and their design implementations. Um, but ultimately, decentralized finance, absolutely. Um, and, and in that sense, I mean, censorship resistant, self-hosted, permissionless networks. Uh, so, for example, I've been a huge supporter uh, of the BISC network, which is a self-hosted, decentralized Bitcoin exchange, where you can exchange Bitcoin against any shitcoin that you like, um, you know, including the fiat shitcoin, but also, you know, cryptocurrency shitcoins. Uh, and, and the beauty of it is it utilizes the sound and unrelenting Bitcoin multisig uh, script uh, to enable, you know, exchanging digital goods uh, or even physical goods. You, you can exchange in, in, in cash there 
Um, and over the, I think it's been around since 2014 in its first incarnation. Um, as far as I know, there has not once uh, been a stolen uh, transaction. Uh, so be just because of how Bitcoin multistick works, it works. Uh, and you know, if, if the two parties agree, everything works fine. If the third party has to jump in, if the two parties don't agree, uh, then the arbitrator can usually figure it out what's going on. Um, so, so in that sense, uh, it, it, uh, it's a very well working platform. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in, uh, decentralized markets for, for example, coin joins. Uh, I mean, join market is a beautiful protocol where peers can get together with market incentives uh, to have uh, liquidity providers who get paid. Uh, and market takers uh, who, you know, provide the conditions of the coin join and then pay the liquidity providers in order to do the coin join. That is a phenomenal decentralized project. Um, and, you know, we, we have we have other things in the making. Again, as, as I spoke earlier, uh, atomic swaps uh, that will need entire, you know, infrastructure of backend and, and coordination of itself. That is decentralized finance as well. Uh, so I am very interested in all, uh, all all these tools and how we can get uh, censorship-resistant protocols to engage in economic activity. Um, but I, I just have, you know, architectural doubt that it will happen on Ethereum. Uh, I, I just think that Bitcoin, uh, you know, is, is the place to do the development on. Yes, yes, I, I I certainly agree. I certainly agree. And uh, yeah, again, well said. Um, so yeah, Bruno Ray. Um, and and I would, uh, for for the answer to this question, I'd point uh, primarily point uh, to our for our first discussion. We went uh, you know in excruciating detail, um, and in a good way, obviously. Um, but uh, I recently heard Max describe Bitcoin as a tool for self defense. I'm curious if he'd expound and what tools he finds useful. So um, yeah, if you want to, um, yeah, if you got an answer for that. Um, yes. Yeah, so, you know, basically it's, it's a full stack of, of, uh, privacy and self-sovereignty weapons. Um, you know, so first and, first and foremost, you should run your own full note. Uh, don't rely on any trusted third party to verify for yourself if you have received money. Uh, you should do that for yourself. Uh, and here, you know, there are many awesome projects out there. The Raspberry Blitz, uh, you know, the Bitcoin node launcher. Uh, or, of course, the model, uh, which I'm personally a huge fan and contributor and user for, for a long, long time. Um, that is phenomenal. One click install of, of all the Bitcoin weapons that you need. Bitcoin Core, Lightning Network, Overtor, Electrum Personal Server, Write the Lightning, BTC Pay Server, like all the magic is on there. Uh, that you need. Uh, so, so that is something that, that I truly value. Um, then the next step is how are you going to communicate, right? Uh, so run your own uh, Tor bridge node uh, and support the network with bandwidth. Uh, that is vitally important as well. Um, and, you know, also PGP, encrypt your communication and always, mm -hmm. right? Use PGP, um, you know, get, get your fingerprint signed uh, and all this. Um, and uh, 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 let me actually just uh, one second. Uh, I should actually mention my PGP fingerprint again. Mm -hmm. And that is, it ends with 42AC3C57. Uh, so, you know, if you want to sign my fingerprint, that would be phenomenal. Um, and encrypt your communication, especially for the Bitcoin uh, stuff. Uh, so don't send your Bitcoin addresses over Twitter or Facebook direct messages because that is not encrypted at all. Um, so be very careful in how you generate invoices. And here specifically, uh, this uh, I can recommend BTC Pay Server, uh, which has a Bitcoin full node implemented as well. And this is basically a way to manage your Bitcoin invoices. Uh, so to not reuse addresses, which is the worst thing for your privacy that you can do. Um, and, you know, to, to have a beautiful interface um, to be able to, you know, get all the transaction data that you need self-hosted on your own hardware. Um, very important. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as soon 
or, or the, yeah, the question is how are you going to earn the Bitcoin? Are you going to buy them on a KYC exchange? Well, hopefully not. Don't deck for permission to stack your sets. Um, of course, you can use something like BISC, as mentioned earlier. If you still have a fiat bank account and want to trade your fiat shit coins for Bitcoin, um, make an offer. Make sure that the order book is quite full uh, or take an offer of the already existing. Uh, that is, uh, you know, that is fa fascinating. Um, even better, I think, uh, is buying it uh, in person, in cash. You know, as I said, uh, go to Bitcoin meetups, organize your own Bitcoin meetups in your local Agora, uh, teach the peers about how to use these weapons, and then ask them if they want to stack some stats. Most certainly, if you've done a good uh, job explaining it, they will. Uh, so get your fiat cash uh, or uh, well, oh, no, wait, that's if you want to exit. Uh, well, uh, then go, <laughs> then ask them if, if someone wants to sell you Bitcoin, if you want to enter. Um, or even better, um, earn them. Uh, and not just by, you know, getting a fiat uh, job in, in some random office cubicle, uh, but support free and open source projects. Um, there are countless projects out there that need your support, and many of them uh, have some budget to pay. Uh, and here I can do, you know, some, some recommendation. Uh, for example, the Wasabi Wallet documentation, a uh, project that I've started and that I maintain. Uh, we have a budget of, of currently roughly 0.2 Bitcoin every single month for any contributor. It doesn't matter how large or small the contributions are. Even if you fix typos, you will get a couple sats, probably delivered over Lightning. Um, and, uh, you know, it's phenomenal. I think by now we have uh, almost one Bitcoin paid out in bounties uh, just for contributors to the documentation of the software. Uh, let alone, uh, you know, all the full-time developers that we now hire. Um, uh, there, are, there are many projects here that really need your help and that are very willing uh, to give you some of the precious sats in exchange uh, for your expertise and your services. Uh, so, so that is something to very much consider. Uh, then CoinJoin, very important. Uh, try to de-link your coins from your identity so they can no longer be attributed to yourself, which is the first step in any uh, censorship. Um, so here, you know, coin joins again, join market is a beautiful implementation. A wasabi wallet, of course, has a huge coin joins with zero link of anonymity set of 100, uh, which is uh, quite a lot, actually. Um, you know, do other privacy preserving techniques like uh, good coin control. Um, UTXOs are not fungible. Right. If, if you buy a UTX, uh, if you buy Bitcoin on a exchange, KYC exchange, then this specific UTXO is tied to your identity. But if with the next transaction you buy in cash, then this new UTXO is not tied to your identity. Uh, so these coins are fundamentally different and you should treat them differently. Uh, and especially if you have not coin joined them. Uh, so coin control and coin management, very important. The three main wallets that very well do that is Bitcoin Core, um, uh, which is obviously running a full node also. So that is nice. Electrum. Uh, and here you should definitely run your own Electrum personal server. Again, the Noddle is very convenient to do that. Or Wasabi, uh, which is my personal favorite, uh, which has all the coin control and uh, labeling and uh, clustering of wallets in a very intuitive user interface. Uh, and uh, then ultimately, uh, the biggest mistake that you can do is not using Bitcoin at all. Uh, like any second that you still spend in the fiat first realm uh, is a second that you are being stolen from and that you're being spied upon and ultimately violated in all of your many rights. Uh, so exit as fast as fucking possible. Uh, you won't have much time. Uh, shit is going to hit the fan uh, soon in two weeks. <laughs> so get prepared. <laughs> uh, learn how to use these weapons of self-defense uh, and ultimately use them. Anything is better than fiat, especially anything Bitcoin related. Uh, and of course, Lightning Network provides a bunch of usability and especially privacy benefits. Uh, so again, Lightning Network off-chain transactions that are no longer tied uh, to transactions on the time chain, verified by every full node. Um, so it has many privacy benefits uh, upon as many others. 
Um, and I think that's uh, the pretty much, oh, oh uh, yeah, one important thing, uh, of course, store your keys uh, securely offline. Uh, so generate them with a secure uh, hardware wallet uh, random number generator. Um, maybe use something like the cold card. Here you can even use dice to roll your own entropy uh, for your own private keys. So they are truly uh, offline generated and truly, truly private and very, very random. Um, and cold card Mark III just rolled out. It's a beauty. Uh, it, it might have enough uh, processing power to support Schnorr signatures, uh, which again is a major, major benefit coming to Bitcoin very, very soon, hopefully. Uh, and I, I guess these are these are some of the tools uh, that are valuable. But ultimately, do your own research. Uh, don't trust me. Uh, and contribute to the free and open source projects uh, that you use personally, because they very much need and appreciate your help. Yes, yes, indeed, and and I will, uh, um, you know, just momentarily, um, I'll drop the link to um, to our last episode where uh, the show notes are uh, quite extensive. Um, if you want to look, uh, you know, look uh, into these projects more, if you want to, uh, you know, download Wasabi Wallet and start playing around with it, um, all of those links uh, will be in uh, the show notes to that uh, to, to to the show notes of that episode. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, very good, very good. So, um, Max, uh, I guess uh, it's been been great chatting again. Um, I certainly appreciate uh, you coming on to to chat. Uh, it's uh, late where you are. It's about 11 a.m. where I am. It's coming up on coming up on uh, midnight there in, uh, in, in Taiwan. But uh, I guess uh, any uh, closing thoughts for the listeners? Uh, well, ultimately, uh, exit. Uh, you know, opt out. Um, we, you know, it, it, this has always been um, a strategy for the fringes, right? Those who just no longer want to keep up with the slave masters, uh, trying to dictate everyone around. Uh, it has always been a difficult life. It has always been challenging, with huge costs associated. Uh, ultimately, at the risk of your own life, uh, and with new technologies that we've discovered over the last recent years, the cost of opting out has decreased tremendously. And the ability to defend yourself with these advanced tools has increased drastically. Uh, you know, especially with something like PGP, where it is just minimal cost to defend yourself and exponential cost to attack yours, uh, to being attacked. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, this is the model that we should strive for. Um, you know, increase your expenditure for defense so that the expenditure for being attacked gets increased exponentially. Uh, and, uh, you know, the more you use these tools, uh, the better and more protected you are, uh, which means ultimately you're less vulnerable to coercion, which means you are free. Uh, the tools are out there. Uh, it is possible. Um, and, and I'm definitely not the first one to discover this. One of my major role models in this entire journey uh, was Felix Weiss, uh, the Bitcoin traveler, uh, who started uh, traveling on Bitcoin only in 2012. Oh, wow. uh, so he is an OG of opting out and being Bitcoin only. And he has done a tremendous job, like traveled countless countries, exactly like pretty much with the same strategies I have, like try to get your Bitcoin expenditure up, uh, spend less fiat, hold less fiat. Uh, and if you need to spend fiat, use cash or strawmans uh, and don't associate them with your own identity. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is this is something that actually works. Uh, and not just does it work, it's hell of a fun doing so. Uh, so, you know, uh, opt out and have fun doing so and fuck the state. <laughs> yes, sir. Very, yeah. Very, uh, you know, well said. A great, a great way to, uh, to, to close out. A great way to close out. So, Max, um, where can people uh, find your work um, if uh, they want to, uh, to keep up with you? 
so my personal website is towardsliberty.com and there are links to a bunch of resources, both about Austrian economics as well as Bitcoin and just natural law, freedom, philosophy, uh, and links to all the videos that I've produced, at, you know, teaching most of the project that I've contributed to. Again, I'm a huge noob. I cannot code, uh, but I, I, I can teach. Uh, and, and that is something that, uh, that I and probably many others, including you, Shane, um, you know, can really support all these projects with. Uh, so you don't definitely don't have to be a, a coder to contribute to free and open source software. Um, and, you know, specifically also, again, the Wasabi wallet, uh, that is that is one of the, the main endeavors that I'm focused on right now. Um, and here again, the, the shout out to, to all the devs building awesome privacy tech. Uh, and even, you know, if you're a C-sharp coder, uh, join us on GitHub. That would be phenomenal. If you're not a coder, again, fix typos at docs.wasabiwallet.io, and I will throw you some Satoshis, and you can uh, start stacking sats in the second realm. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, uh, Shane, thank you very much uh, for inviting me here on the show. It really has been a great pleasure. Uh, again, the Wonder Podcast has been a great inspiration for, for what I've accomplished now. Uh, and, uh, you know, just... Finding other peers that are like-minded uh, to exchange ideas uh, and you know to compare notes to get peer review in uh, is very very important. Uh, so I thank you very much for all the work that you've done uh, bringing this uh, this freedom strategy uh, to the forefront uh, and uh, keep up doing what you're doing and you know, be vulnerable. Hey, th- thanks, man. I, I, I certainly appreciate that. But uh, um, yeah, I think I need to uh, to start doing some some proofreading of the uh, Wasabi Wallet docs. <laughs> seems like uh, seems like something I need to. <laughs> Seems seems like something right in my wheelhouse. Um, but uh, very good, man. Very good. Um, I'll put uh, all those links in the show notes. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't really have anything else. Uh, Max, anything else for the listeners before I before I close this out? Uh, well, uh, other than um, earn coin, earn Bitcoin, coin join, hodl, spend, repeat. Uh, that that's pretty much it. Pierce, thank you very much for joining. See you on the next show. Indeed, indeed. All right, guys, that's uh, that's all I, all, uh, all I have for you. Um, please check out Liberty Intersect Publications for all of your uh, you know self liberation uh, uh, needs. If you're looking for uh, for books to, to help you uh, find personal freedom, um, or if you're an author looking for a publisher uh, or uh, publishing services, uh, we can help you out. Just go to libertyunderattack.com. All of the information uh, will be listed there. Um, I did go ahead and drop uh, in the show notes uh, my uh, I think I did in this one. Um, I think I went uh, went ahead and dropped a Bitbacker in there. If you do want to uh, support uh, the podcast, uh, which will be coming back um <laughs> do, if you do want to support the podcast uh, or my work um bitbacker is another way to do so uh, and that link is uh, in the show notes so uh thanks a lot guys for tuning in and uh yeah until next time let's uh, build the agora and let's build a second next.